Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM and 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. Today we will be speaking with Pamela Trotman. Pamela's career in social work spans over 50 years. Pamela is a trauma survivor herself and has worked extensively with other survivor groups such as family violence, sexual abuse victims, refugees and the stolen generation. Pamela is here today to talk about her new book, Triumphing Over Trauma, Journeys Beyond Woundedness. Thanks for coming on the show today, Pamela. It's lovely to have you. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to <laughs> be here. I have to say hello to everybody in, in the Melbourne area. I'm um, particularly, I'm in Darwin, so I'm lovely and warm. But I also <laughs> want to acknowledge that I'm on Larrakia land, and which is the, uh, the name of the Aboriginal people here. And, I, is, and uh, so I give recognition to of the, the lands and the elders of or for the lands of all your listeners. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, so firstly, I guess, if you could tell us a bit about your background and how you came to work in the field of social work. Well, I, I actually um, decided in high school that I wanted to be a social worker, though in truth I really didn't know much about what it was. But I, so I took up a... I actually for, went a, um, a career in teaching and other things, which was all much the common thing that happened in, for kids way back 50-odd, nearly 55 years ago. So, and But there was a little voice inside that said, do social work. So that's what I did. My parents paid for me to go to university and um, I graduated in in um, my first year of practice in January 1970. Wow, that's fantastic. That's a great start and a great so, story. So I've been a long time around. Yeah. And I've been at the... I've been at the cutting edge, for, and a whole lot, of, a whole lot of things in terms of Australian social political history and things. So mm. that's yeah. So it's been a very good career. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, lots of stories. I'm sure you have to tell. Um, so yeah. So congratulations on your new book, uh, Triumphing Over Trauma: Journeys Beyond Woundedness. Um, would you like to tell our Thank listeners a, a bit about your book? Well, it, it's a um, a book that actually made me write it. I didn't decide to, to write it. Big. And it's a book that tries to um, put into words what I've been grappling with most of my life as a trauma survivor, childhood trauma and a lot of other traumas throughout my life. So, and, I'm, and, and, to, and to also what I've heard when in listening or working with a whole range, as you said, a whole range of, of trauma survivors. And the big thing that I've come to understand and which I've articulated in, set out in the book is a, a, the concept of what I call woundedness, traumatic woundedness, which, listening to my answer, that 
it's different from the, what happens from a brain or neurological point of view when um, with, with, with of extreme threat to extreme stress, which triggers PTSD if things are not resolved. But it, this is about where there's a, a, a psychological or a, and or spiritual kind of wounding that happens at the time of the of the um, trauma or shortly afterwards. Mm. And, and I've named seven different causes of traumatic wounding, and that's what oh. the book sets out and describes. Okay, and when when you say spiritual wounded, what do you mean by that? It's the kind of thing that where that it, it creates an emotion, or or where something happens that tear that that um, the language that, that makes people sort of disrupts who they are as people and their belief systems. So, for example, a lot of um, refugees and people who are forced out of their communities, mm-hmm. uh, they've got a sense of disconnection. So it's, it's not religious as such, but it's a sense of who am I, where I fit in the world. So that belonging. At, 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 it's belonging, it's a sense of knowing who, where, yeah, and a sense of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, which is a, not just a social and it's emotional, but it's a it's a deeper connection. Okay, wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I, and I think I can relate to that on a personal level as well. Um, so I guess on that, how do you think your book will help people who may have experienced uh, trauma themselves? I think what it might do is give the answer to that a lot of my, that I was trying to get my head around and and my tongue around and a lot of my former clients have done is about why is this happening, what, you know, so it actually, um, why does this happen to me, why am I feeling this way and so by naming of, there's quite a lot of research these days that says that that's neurologically on the brain, if we can actually give a name to something that's bothering us, give a word, literally give a word, then our brain is better able to process what's going on. So that's what the naming of. So, so for example, so the person who who are survivors of um, the recent thing, for example, with the um, uh, institutional, Royal Commission into Institutional Child Sexual Abuse, mm-hmm. people may recall that the, the that wasn't just the abuse that people experienced that caused their their suffering but it was the denial of the systems and the and the refusal of the systems to give credence to what the people the what the people were saying to their stories and by not by negating the stories they in effect negated the child and the adult survivor Mm, so it's like that that kind of suffering yeah yeah so it's an acknowledgement yeah, and if we, when I'm listening to, I didn't hear a lot of things, but in all the reports that I heard and listened to, it was that failure of the institutions to mm. actually recognise or actually accept that this abuse had taken place, mm. and then to do something about it. Yeah. And when we, do, when that happens, and the same, so for another example is with domestic violence things. Why does this man who says he loves me, or this, you know, the family violence? Why is a in family violence? Why do these people who say they love me, why do they do this to me? I have named that a kind of betrayal. Mm. That's I would describe, That's a betrayal of the relationship, a betrayal, and that, and it creates a an internal dissonance, an internal jumble. People don't know how to feel. Mm. 
mm. because at one level they're wanting to be loved and but they're also being treated really poorly yeah yeah so it's understanding and that can that be hugely well. disruptive yeah and so so i think just to name it and yeah things, yeah, and naming it, and I guess to have the understanding, and as well, which, is, which makes yeah. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and so you know, for refugees and and for stolen generation, one of the abiding issues is the sense of loss and grief mm-hmm. that they've lost so much a part of themselves. It's mm-hmm. almost like the essence of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, how have you, your own personal experiences um, helped you to understand, I guess, the impacts of trauma? I guess the big way is that I've had the benefit of having an education. Mm-hmm. Although I actually, when I was going through university, trauma wasn't on the agenda. It wasn't talked about at all, um, and that the and officially post-traumatic stress disorder was not actually um, formally um, named and recognised until a decade after I'd graduated. So um, so I've been trying, but I was working, I was myself a, a trauma survivor and I was working with trauma survivors just trying to get my head around and trying to understand it. And, and so it's that grappling, but the, I've also, because I've had the benefit of a of a an education in social work and psycho which is psychology and just general and in counseling i've i've actually been able to had the, I've, I've done my own journey a walking yeah. journey um and i've also been able to in in, in, a, in some instances I've, i i i was able to use my own journeying or the lessons learned in my own journey to help other people get a handle on what their what their journey has to be and it is a journey we can't just get fixed and say I'm done and that we have to we have to have the courage and determination and conviction Mm. that we can move beyond this state of being because I can tell you I wasn't the reason that that inspired kept me going even when I was really feeling like curling up in a ball and not wanting to go anywhere was that this is not a place where I need to be. This is a pretty horrible, tragic place and I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to stay in this place. I've got to find ways of getting out of it. Mm. Yeah, no, this sounds fantastic. I mean, I've, I think that, you know, it's becoming quite evident the impacts that trauma have throughout the whole um, spectrum of mental illnesses and, um, yeah, I think it's really important to um, be able to have a book that can actually identify that as well and, and we can relate to it on a personal level. Um, so, yeah. so back, getting back to your question, how does a, how did a, how might my book help people? It, I hope it does two things. I hope, mm-hmm. it, I hope it gives a name to some of the things they might be experiencing or the, the kind of suffering that they might have given, be able to name it. But most of all, I... All the theme of it, we talk very clearly about what the traumas are there, but the theme through it is that people have triumphed. Oh, that's beautiful. So that we can triumph over trauma. Yeah. That it it it'll it'll leave its scars, and we will, and there'll be some times in our lives when it'll will trip us up, but we will not. It won't necessarily dictate our lives and who we are. So it's giving that's hope. That's what I was determined not to do. Yeah. Fantastic. In your book, you mentioned, I think you talked about this a little bit before as well, um, traumatic wounding. Can you explain what that means in more detail? 
I, I use the word wounding deliberately because if we get a physical wound, when I researched it, there were something like seven or eight different names for different mm. types of physical woundings, like crush wounds and stab wounds and wounds and lacerations oh, okay. and all of those sorts of things. So if... if um, and there are all different, uh, and, there's a, and if there's, there's there's a whole protocol for how, from a medical point of view, how one treats or deals with those wounds. Mm. So I've, I've I've drawn on that sense because it is an injury. It's a of psychological course. or spiritual injury. Yeah, yeah. And you just mentioned as well before so, about the seven different forms of traumatic wounding. Yeah. Yeah. So what can you talk yeah, about those? And, well, in no order of no no order of um, priority, but ones where there's injustice, and that's mm -hmm. where people feel that they're not being unjust and not being treated justly, or something has not happened. Another one is the denial, and that's what I talked about before: the denial of, in a sense, one's humanity and one's value as a human. Another one is a is a rejection, which is casting out, um, and this often happens at a political level. Um, and like the Rohingyas and, and different, you know, the turmoil. Um, another one is moral injury. A lot of people who've done something that they are really ashamed of or that they've been interested oh. in, and, and moral injury has been really become strong within the forces, particularly with in, with people who've been in peacekeeping and other roles where they've come back and they've, they've, it's, it's really... They've either witnessed something or they've had been required to do something which goes right against the grain yeah. of who they are as a moral person. Yeah. Another one is, as I mentioned before, was loss and grief. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, none, we all can suffer all sense of guilt and those sorts of things. But these are all different. These are all abnormal forms of these things. We can all have a bit guilty about something we've done. Another one, of course, is shame and guilt, the sense of being have shame and guilt placed upon them and a lot of um, shame and guilt and, and betrayal. Mm. Yeah, and no, I can relate to it. I can hear a few of those in there that I personally can relate to as well. So, yeah, I wonder if that's yeah. the, the case so, where you can have multiple levels of or most different yes, forms of I mean, trauma. In my, yep, yep, and, and uh, in, throughout the book in the seven chapters, most of the chapters contain elements of my story mm. as I have tried to um, tell the narrative. And it's, the book is in a narrative form. It's not an academic book, so it's for ordinary people to read. But it's, I've tried to sort of tell it in a way that this is the narrative of it, but this is how I moved through this narrative to a place of transcending or moving beyond, not being the, the, the healing place of healing, or not being dictated by the trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah, in 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 your book, um, you do share some interviews with previous clients um, who have experienced a, um, what you call the triumph over trauma. Uh, are there mm. any that you would like to share specifically today? Oh well, yes. I mean, as I said, it's not just I don't use just my own narrative mm -hmm. in each of the chapters, any of the chapters, there's other ones. Um, so the the one that uh, that the extended interviews, it might say, with Joanne. I met Joanne when she, she's an Aboriginal young woman um, from Northern Australia. I met her when she was just 23, mother of four children, having just delivered her fourth son. 
and we stayed as in together. We stayed. We, I worked with Joanna off and on um, for several decades, a couple of decades. But in that time, um, Joanne disclosed very early on in the piece, but in almost inaudible whispers, that she'd been sexually abused as a child. Anyway, in the course of I moved from different one agency. I met her first when I was working with Danilla Dilbar with um, Aboriginal Health Services, and then I, when I moved to other places, she would follow me around. And in the in the end, we had it when I was working with Relationships Australia. She she started to really um, speak quite openly about the, the sexual abuse and how she wanted to tell her pair a family. And to do that, she also lodged, and this is the bit that I talk about in the in the book, in terms of justice. She she lodged an application for um, compensations, victims of crime compensation. And anyway, the the longest the story, it's too much. But she persisted in doing that, and in her determination to seek justice, she actually um, moved beyond. She actually. Um, really found her sense of self and she she was not she was no longer timid mm -hmm. she was able to stand up for herself and be articulate which is something when i first met her she would never do wow and just recently on on i've got a facebook and on my the website for the book mm -hmm. i've got um i did recently did a a, a brief video on on crossing the bridge to trauma recovery and i sent it to joanne and I said to her, you know what, because in it I say, look, I can't fix people. Counselors, I'm speaking as a counsellor, counsellors can't fix people. Anyway, but we can support people in the healing journey. Yeah. And Joanne emailed back, you're wrong. You fixed me. She's now <laughs> in her 40s. You fixed me. I'm, not, I'm the woman I am today because of you. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. That's a great testimony. I mean, that's lovely. And I think it's a wonderful yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful story. And it, and the fact that she could tell, tell me things. And, anyway, she gave me permission to put that on the thing, on oh, the on the web, on the. But yeah, now it's that sort of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. The people, and in the last chapter, the prologue. So the epilogue, the last chapter, I actually talk about. That's what it's about. It's finding our voice. Yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. to find. So, if you listen to anybody that's been it being traumatized, frequently the most powerful thing they can do is some way or other to find their voice. Mm. And sometimes and that's practicing. Example, I, just, yeah. I was just going to say sometimes that's practicing I, with people who actually are there to listen as well. It sounds like that that's something you're well, good at and, too. And, we can find our voice in a variety of ways. I mean, I've just finished reading Archie Roach's book, which is an incredible testament to his journey and triumphing over the trauma of being removed and, and, and the mm -hmm. confusion that, that created in his t as a teenager. And, and he, he found it through music. He, f mm. he found his voice and he, he found that through music. And he actually says that in his book. Yeah. I think everyone finds it in a different way too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. That talking therapies are good in that because it, it does help people to, to actually get out, get it out and things. Mm. And I've been to counselling at different times in my life, but I've, it's been that way, finding my voice. Yeah. 
Excellent. No, that's really good. Yeah, you, you were saying before that um, uh, you've worked with members of the Stolen Generation and I think you, mm. you started that in 1999, was it? Um, yeah, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I was... Yeah, the Stolen Generation were named just before that as a mm. result... The, it's a result of the Bringing Them Home report, which came out in 1997. And, um, and that, that is an incredible testament of the pain and suffering that whole communities, not just individuals but whole, and families, but whole communities suffered as a result of the forced removal of, of, of children, of, of children born to Aboriginal mothers and white fathers. Mostly it was that. Mm-hmm. And 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 the being brought up in and brought up in in white foster homes or white institutions, so that was what that report and it's an incredible history of and and, and given that that came out now um, 23 years ago, um, we the, the, the issues are still remain the same, the same as with the de- black deaths in in custody report mm-hmm. that came out, the issues remain the same. So I, I joined, I'm not Indigenous, mm-hmm. um, but I, I got invited to join the newly established counselling service that was set up by federal government money to, to, look, to provide emotional and, and counselling support to members of the Stolen Generations and their, and their families. And so I worked with that, that agency for seven years. Wow. And it was in that time that I heard... You know that I heard the the stories of they you know that that not not just of the people who'd been stolen but of their children and their yeah, grandchildren and, yeah. and it's 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 still the same i mean it's 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 there and and if you look at the the research that goes on, a lot of the issues that are impacting on Aboriginal health and well being or uh, they have their beginnings not just in colonization but the actual attitudes that says we knew how to parent Aboriginal children better yeah. than what their, their parents. Yeah. You know, which is a bit daft, really, when you think about it. Oh, absolutely. Because if they're the oldest... Well, if they're the oldest culture living people in uh, by millennia on this planet, once that sort of suggests that they knew how to bring up their kids. You, you would think <laughs> so. You would think so. <laughs> and then, so, you know, it might quite be the same way as white people, but they've existed a lot, <laughs> not right. Indigenous people or the British, but they've actually managed to do it very successfully well, for well, millennia. Think, it sounds they like they had a bit of a 100% bunch. success rate there, so I'd say they did That's pretty right. well. So, you know, and that they survived as, as, a, as a culture. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible it when is. you think of that. But we did mostly... I've worked in child protection, so I know those attitudes that say... We know better, but mm. you know that things, and so, but yeah, so that's one of the other impediments and things that can happen and get in the way, and that keep those sorts of attitudes and that sort of suffering yeah. um, alive. Yeah, and I, I think you touched a really you touched a little bit about this just now, just talking. But transgenerational trauma is, I guess, what you were talking about before when you were saying that it's, you know goes on to the children yeah. as well, and it's something that we often yeah. hear associated with the stolen generation. Um, how do you think yep. that we can help prevent it from occurring in the future, not just in the stolen generation, but in all families where trauma exists? It may be naive of me, but it's my hope that by naming the causes of 
this kind of trauma, we may be, it, we might be able to say, well, look, be able to use that as a knowledge in terms of shaping social policy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if this we if this is known, it's accepted and recognised as being a cause of this lasting trauma mm. that affects not just one but several generations, then we must make social policies and and actually have social policies and practices that actually recognises that so it, it builds it in. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. Well, I guess before we wrap up today, can you tell our listeners where they will be able to find your book, Triumphing Over Trauma, Journeys Beyond uh, Woundedness? And maybe also if you want to tell us about your Facebook page or anything else as well. Oh, the Facebook page was set up. Um, I'm, I'm only learning how to use it. My <laughs> It was set up on my behalf so it could just help to promote the book. Um, but the Facebook page has got got the video on it, but also yep. my, the web, there's a website okay, yeah, called www.noahpublishing.com.au and that that can be purchased on there. We're oh. in the process of setting it up to um, uh, getting it um, available on Amazon. Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, what I'll do is, um, for all our listeners, I'll, I'll link in the Facebook page and a few other um, the, the websites that you've mentioned as well, just so that people yeah, can have a look Yeah, they there can do well. that and things. And there's an email address, um, info at noahpublicationscomauu.com or something. There's a, you can have a look at that. And if people are having trouble, they can in, just email me directly and I can help them through it. Hmm. Okay, well, thank you. Like that- me, there's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm very much uh, looking forward to reading your book. I think it's it's definitely one that I'm going to enjoy. Um, thank you for sharing your knowledge with our listeners. Um, and you can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au, or on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, or on iTunes. And feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for shows via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. And thank you, everybody. And and stay safe and stay well, but most of all, enjoy life. Life (laughs) is for enjoyment. Wonderful. (laughs) Thanks, Pamela. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.